Hi, I'm Maggie Hackett. And I'm Mary Frances Gondry. And you're listening to Between, Between the, the Bookends, Book which is a weekly podcast series about two writers and their experiences. This week's episode is uh, the writing process. So, um, as you all know, it takes me um, <laughs> a good amount of time to actually get myself to sit down and write unless I'm, you know, in the zone or if I'm inspired by something. So, sometimes the writing process doesn't happen right away for me. Especially, it's been really bad this year. Um, writers, well, not really writer's block time, or wise, but um, finding the time to actually sit down and take the time to write. But, um, yeah, I mean, you just got to find what works for you. It's oftentimes I find it difficult to, um, make that time for one of my other things I'm passionate about. Um, I play an instrument guitar and it was really hard for me to find time and make time to, um, practice and, um, you know, work on that. But I um, signed up for a class recently, so now I kind of have to force myself to practice. But I always enjoy it every time after, you know, I actually just um, sit down and take the time to do it. It might seem like work at first, but um, afterwards you're, you're going to be loving it and you're going to realize why you loved it in the first place. Yeah, the writing process is, is interesting because it's, it's different for every writer. And some writers, the way they do it's a lot differently. Some writers sit down every day and have a set amount of time that they sit down and write. I've been trying to do that more so that I don't kind of run into what Maggie's running into because I found myself a lot like that this year as well. I found myself um, sacrificing writing time and going, you know, weeks or a month without writing. And it was really actually taking a toll on my mental health a lot. It actually makes me more anxious and stressed out when I don't have that creative outlet to go to. So I've been trying to, what I've been trying to do is like get up early in the morning and uh, before class and write a little bit, just a little, maybe 500 words, because I'm freshest with writing in the morning. I always have been. That's just who I am. I'm, a, I'm more of a morning person. So it's a little easier for me to get some writing done. And that way I can feel like I've accomplished something before I've even left my dorm room in the morning. I can feel like, you know what? I didn't sacrifice my writing today. And that feels really good. So I think um, the first part of the writing process is just making your time to write. Mm -hmm. um, however you can do it. It doesn't matter how. It's going to have to be what works for you. But like for me, it is um, telling myself and yelling at myself to make sure I write. <laughs> and it can be, it doesn't necessarily have to be your story. But it could be something related to your story. That's sometimes what I do. Like sometimes I'm doing um, like... One day I was, it wasn't, so I wasn't considering it writing, but I was doing like character profiles and stuff. And I was considering that, well, that's writing because it really is. It's getting my story together. So that type of thing can also contribute to your writing. Yeah, I think that's, that's very important. Um, just not only to find the time, but um, kind of like to have goals um, and schedule time, I guess, like for the book I'm working on now, like I used to have like kind of like a general goal, like I'll fish, finish this book by the end of the summer or I'll finish it by the end of the year. Um, but I think if you make your goals a little bit more concrete, it might help you um, not, you know, push things aside a little bit longer because you want the ideas fresh in your head. Otherwise, you're going to have to keep going back and be like, OK, where did I leave off? What was happening? I don't know what's going on right now. Um, so sometimes you have to read um, a little bit before then. Just to, you know, reorient yourself in the book. I also think, um, you know, Maggie's talking about goals. 
maybe making shorter term goals are best better too because like Maggie's saying, oh, I'll finish by the end of the summer and sometimes that mm-hmm. makes you push it off more. That's why I try to set like word count goals per day, maybe, because sometimes that gets me further. Um, that's why NaNoWriMo works that's so I just <laughs> That's why NaNoWriMo worked so well for me. Because it maybe forced me in to be accountable mm-hmm. to myself. And I did write fifty thousand words in November and that was awesome. And it, my books turned out pretty cool. I'm I'm pretty happy. So I mean I think it, it's just what works for you, but I think it's the because they said the hardest, the first step you need to take to writing is to actually just sit down and write. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's the hardest part to do. And it's also interesting too, like how you're talking about NaNoWriMo. I think it's good to add like a little competitive element into it. Yes. Um, like you know, me and uh, Mary Fran would do writing sprints together. Um, so I think that that definitely helped motivate me to write a little bit more because you know I want to get more into my work count. Um, and just, you know, writing in general, get something down on paper or, well, on the computer. <laughs> Another thing I do throughout my writing process is I continue to do research and to um, orient myself, um, particularly for the book, for dreams that I'm writing. Uh, I've been trying to really, really even more immerse myself in 70s culture. I've been um, listening to more 70s music and finding even more big albums from the 70s to kind of immerse myself in. Um, I've been uh, listening to a lot of Eric Clapton lately because I'm like, okay. She just bought a CD today. <laughs> I did. But I, I well, I heard a song he did, and um, it was a song when I heard it that it sparked an immediate idea for my story because it, it's a song. It's the song Cocaine, and it's perfect because it evokes um, the time. It affects, it impacts, it, it um, showcases the state of mind about drugs in the 1970s. So I thought it was like, the, it would be like a perfect, like, panoramic type of thing about the drug scene. So that song inspired me, and then I kind of went into listening to the album, which was Slowhand. And um, that's another huge album that came out in the late 1970s. So it's another song that would have been, an album that would have been surrounding these individuals. So I've been trying to also listen to more of that music and music that would have grounded Steve as a character, such as the music from the late 60s. So I've been just continuing to really immerse myself in the culture of my setting so that I can really feel like I'm there and feel like I'm authentically representing the decade. But that's mostly been for this book, to be really honest. But I feel like it's honestly really helpful. Yeah, that's a great idea because I was just kind of thinking like, the, the types of books I write and the types of book, books I'm interested in are often in um, some of the media that I watch. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I like like ancient Egypt and all the Greece and Roman gladiators and stuff like that. So it, it helps to watch like shows on that or read books about that because um, that can help put you again in, in the mind of the time and the place mm-hmm. and uh, things like that. But that's always helpful for me during the writing process. Um, Another thing I like to do during the writing process is some people are very secretive about their work while they're working on it. That's I am, me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm that secretive. I'm not that person. I kind of have to talk it out a little bit with other people. Like I, Maggie's usually the person I talk to about it because um, she is a writer and she kind of understands the struggles of um, writing. So she's really awesome about to talk to and kind of bounce ideas off of. And I can always text her or screenshot her with some awesome sentence <laughs> I wrote, and she'll totally understand why I think this is a cool sentence. <laughs> I feel like sometimes people think, are you are you really, really excited about that sentence? And I'm like, yes. It's fun to have someone that you can just kind of geek out with over things like that. <laughs> and I also like to, um, with Maggie, I really like to be able to um, read stuff back to her 
and kind of like ask her how that scene was. It's really good to have her feedback because I like to read my stories out loud. I really love it. I always have because it helps me to kind of hear how it sounds and judge whether how good it is. And Maggie um, allows me to do that, and she, she'll she also just say, oh, that's so good. So it kind of helps boost your ego a little bit. But it's always nice to kind of be able to go for that instant feedback. Yeah, um, I mean, it kind of helps, like, um, figure out, like, what some of your readers might think, too. It is. and um, But I've been able to talk out with... Um, Maggie and with some of my couple with my roommates I've been able to talk out a lot of my story ideas which has been really nice um they've been there and they and they've sometimes given me new ideas for where a story can go so that's really helpful but um for me talking it out is really important during the writing process I I know I've annoyed the crap out of everybody with dreams because I talk about it all the time because I'm so excited about it I'm so proud of the story. The problem is I don't shut up about it. I, I bring it up at least three or four times a day to somebody, and it's probably really annoying to people, but I'm so passionate about it. I'm so excited about it. But so And, and think, sometimes that's good, too, I think. Like, um, this is kind of a weird thing, but, um, like, how you remember, like, your actual dreams when you sleep um, mm-hmm. is through, you know, talking about it or seeing things throughout the day. So I think that talking about your book throughout the day can help put you in that mindset of, like, getting you pumped kind of for writing again. It does. I think it, it definitely it keeps does. that in your brain, like, um, you know, tucked away but still there that it keeps popping up so that um, it can get you motivated even to write, I think. If, the more you talk about it, the more enthused you are about it. It definitely does. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's one thing about my book is I'm Maggie's a, lot, a little more secretive than I am. I mean, she'll talk to me about some of her rough ideas and – I mean, she's a different writer than I am, and I, I totally accept that, and that's totally cool. Because you know what? We're all different. We all work differently as writers. And I also think a lot of it's attributed to that because she doesn't get the time, too. You don't really get the time to write, therefore, yeah. it's not... <laughs> unfortunately. Unfortunately, so you're not able to necessarily be in the mindset either as much, unfortunately. But I think that's a huge part of the writing process is kind of keeping yourself... I mean, being excited, I guess, about and being willing to share your ideas and share um share your story with other people and I think that's a lot of that's a lot of fun I really I really enjoyed it with this book and actually with a book I'm working on that'll come after dreams I'm really excited about because I feel like these issues that I'm working on are very topical and very important so I'm really excited about making these a thing and making them popular the thing with writing, though, is that with all this good stuff, there's also the bad stuff that happens while you're writing. Maggie has t- Maggie actually <laughs> talked about it. She brought it up initially. Not having the time or having, like, stressful events come up in your life that kind of um, take your mind off of writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know for Maggie, it's a lot of schoolwork because she's um, really getting a lot more involved on <laughs> campus. She's involved in uh, school um, the school media. So she, um, she's been a lot more, had to be a lot more involved and kind of more on call almost for that this year. Yeah, very. So she's like had to become a lot more involved on campus, which means she has to sacrifice a lot of her uh, free time to do that. So, I mean, for her, that's a, that's hard, you know, you, you can't, then it's kind of like, you don't even have the energy to put into a story at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I just want to watch Netflix and go to bed. <laughs> and for but. me. It's, yeah. It was that way for me at the beginning of the semester, too, because I, I've been doing an internship besides my classes. So, like, by the time I get home on a Tuesday or Thursday night, I'm, I'm wiped. I don't even feel like doing anything. And occasionally I don't. 
Or the problem is I'm filling up my free time doing homework because um, the, mm-hmm. for me, the homework's been super intensive this year. I feel like every waking moment I'm doing homework, I'm doing something school related and then that I, and I almost feel guilty for wanting to write. And that's unfortunate because writing is actually how I relieve a lot of my stress and my anxiety. It's almost like brain exercise, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some people like really need physical exercise because they get um, super, I guess, anxious, like um, get kind of restless. Like I was a, I was a lot more um, exercise restless in the dorms, I think, because I, um, I don't know, I guess you're, it's, you're, you're in, in one You're in a more, small space. Yeah, small space. And, I understand that. Um, so I think, yeah, like writing's definitely, it's fuel for our brains as writers. And I think we need that kind of exercise sometimes. And without it, we kind of feel kind of down and kind of draggy sometimes yeah. when we just have, you know, work and schoolwork to, you know, worry about. And in the Ross form, writing's just like reading is escape. Um, I've been dealing with a lot of uh, personal issues um, this semester in particular, and so it's kind of been, writing has been uh, kind of there for me to help me kind of work through some of my problems and some of the um, things going on in my life, and uh, it's, unfortunately I haven't been able to do as much as I'd like, but I feel like in a way it's kind of a way to put all that aside and maybe just escape to a world for another world for a little while. And so writing in its purest form is always escapism. Mm-hmm. Reading is escapism. Watching TV is escapism. Any type of entertainment, that's really what it's about. Yeah, even like music, you can get lost in it. Yes. And I think that's going to be, um, that's, I think that's huge. So, I mean, so for me, that's what, that, that's what writing can also be. It's a, it's, it's a process to help you mentally um, if you're going through something. Um, so I think that's really important as well to take into account. Another thing I want to say about the writing process is um, you're, um, something I find, particularly with the book I'm working on, is you're, you're finding out more about your characters as you go. I'm finding out, Maggie and I talked about we're not hardcore planners, but we like to have a lot of um, information about our characters and, mm-hmm. and information researched at our disposal. But I find out new things as I go because I'm not a planner, like about my characters. Like, I had something happen in dreams that was never gonna happen didn't even know it was gonna happen until it did and I was like oh okay did not see that coming and I was and I, I don't know it's a it's a thing a lot of writers talk about it's this energy um that you feel within inside you but it's not you it's your characters working through you mm-hmm. it's kind of sounds psychotic if you really <laughs> listen to me talk but it's okay there's a little crazy in every writer <laughs> but that's you feel like that's what your your reader your your uh, character wanted you to know about that. But this is what they actually did, other than the, maybe the dire- direction you were going to take them on. And honestly, it's made for a more interesting twist to the story. It's even made the characters a little more complex, which I'm really excited to explore. So I think it's I think the scene that was created there is something that's going to come back several times throughout the book. I'm so excited about that. So I think my takeaway from that is just allow, through your writing process, allow your characters and your story to surprise you. Or even to speak to you, kind yes. of like you were saying. Just allow, it's like, it's almost like prayer in, in a religious sense. It's keeping your mind open to outside, to, to keeping your mind clear enough to hear what might not be obvious to you. 
Yeah. You know, it's like, so, like, hearing your character speak to you, or hearing your story speak to you, or whatever subliminal voice you've got going on, <laughs> I sound high. I'm sorry. <laughs> too much Eric Clapton. <laughs> Literally too much of the song Cocaine. But, my, I guess my point is just allow, allow that, allow yourself to feel those emotions if that's what you're feeling, and allow that to go onto, the, onto paper. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what our imagination imaginations can do if you just let it kind of go along for the ride it's absolutely true (laughs) it's amazing like think back to like even when you were like a kid like all of the crazy stuff that you imagined like you were pretty much an actor when you were a kid I (laughs) I mean I you know you're saying that and I'm thinking about like my we have swing set Mm -hmm. I'm sure you did too I mean all the things that swing set was Mm mm-hmm I mean, Same for us, too. I mean, I there were different that. parts of that swing set that were different things. Like, there, we had this little, um, it was almost like a bike thing, but it was Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. I've seen those. And that was always, like, a time machine to me. Like, I was going, like, I was watching time as I traveled. It was, and then the slide, I don't know, the slide was a slide. But, like, we had this little, like, carriage thing, and it would sit four people. It was, like, oh, cool. And it was, like, it would rock back and forth. and But you would, like... Two people would sit in a seat, and two people would sit facing you in a seat, mm-hmm. and it would rock back and forth. It was almost like a little carriage, That's like on a cool. Ferris wheel, and that was on the other side, and that was just kind of like like a Ferris. That's literally what it was, it was for us. It was a Ferris wheel, but like yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like it kind of takes you back to that, like kind of nostalgic. Like, it is. It, it takes does. You when you're a kid, you got to use your imagination and explore that. And and I think and the thing is also it's good for you. Mm-hmm. Physically and mentally, for your health, it's really good because you're utilizing different parts of your brain. Sorry, this is the social work part coming out of me. Um, but this is utilize. It's waking up all different parts of your brain so that you can. So that way, those parts aren't going dormant because that can happen, and we don't want that. So definitely, utilizing that stuff's a lot of fun. Definitely. I, I feel like also what's been making the writing process a lot of fun for me is. Um, the Dreams is the first book I've ever written in a program called Scrivener, which is a great writing program. It's the first time I'm not writing in Microsoft Word. And it allows the writing process to be a little easier because Dreams is written in parts, like, you know, part one, part two. I think there's going to be four parts. And, the, and so it actually allows the book to be separated a little. It's nice to have it organized, yeah. It's super, super nice. And... So basically what I would say is find a writing program that works for you. If you like Microsoft Word, use it because there are a lot of great tools. Honestly, I'm still going to have to use Microsoft Word. There's no way to actually get away from it because it's the most universal um, word processing program in the world. However, for me, organization wise and writing novel planning wise, Scrivener is much more efficient because I can keep all of my research all of my character profiles and my entire novel together in one one place. It is because I can just be like, Oh, where was Steve born? And I can go click my character profile and it can give me a birth year, a birth date, all of my basic information on the character. That's that's, so nice when you're going back, especially if you haven't been there in a while. And it's, it's so helpful. And sometimes even when you have been there in a while and you're just like, Oh crap, I can't remember the exact day Mm -hmm. or something. And it's just, I, to me, another thing with um, while you're writing your novels, having character profiles is really good. Um, Definitely. Scribner actually, which is really nice, Scribner actually makes a character, has a generic character profile within its um, formatting, within the binders. It creates a binder for your book, essentially. And 
it creates a character profile and you can copy it however many times for how many characters you want. So Dreams, um, for example, has <laughs> God knows how many characters I actually have in that book by now. So I did character profiles for eight characters. And I have like basically what I have is their name, I have their picture. And then I do, like, what their role is in the story, their job, a physical description, personality description, habits, mannerisms. I do a background section, and then I do internal, external conflicts, and I do notes. In my notes section, what I've done is I've discussed what parts of the book the character will appear in, and I've discussed any type of, like, extra information that couldn't fit in any other sections. So, like, I think having, like, a binder or something like that on hand with just your basic story information in it is really beneficial. Yeah, I um, think that's really helpful. During the writing process. Well, as you all know, I use my planning guides. They're not very fancy, but um, yeah, they, they get the job done. They don't have to be. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I do have character profiles, too. I started getting a lot more into it um, these last few books. Me, too. Um, yeah, I try to be, like, really descriptive personality-wise, um, who they're related to, what their relationships are like, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, maybe, like, if they go through any changes, I'll make notes like that. But I think that's, that's a very important, because as we said before, characters are essential to a story, you, you know, you know, the story of your own characters, so. <laughs> yeah. I just think staying organized is essential during the writing process. Mm-hmm. Another thing about the writing process, I always have a drink by my side as I write, be it water, be it a soda, or be it hot chocolate. So they always say stay caffeinated. That's what I always <laughs> see on every writing page on Facebook is stay caffeinated. But make sure um, make sure you're staying um, focused and alert while you're writing because I know we can all get so far into it that we don't stop. I've done that. But make mm, sure yeah. you're staying healthy at it while at it. Um, definitely get up and take breaks. Yeah, while you're sometimes writing. I forget to eat, and I'm like, whoa, I'm hungry. Like, I just distracted myself for, like, three hours writing, and now I'm starving. <laughs> yeah, I what I do, actually, is um, since I have music playing a lot, I usually, if there's a song, if there's a song that will make me get up and want to dance or move, that's really helpful to me. So I usually get up, and I do some type of movement, and that really gets me back juiced, juiced up to write again. That really helps me. Um because I feel like breaking it up that it's it's like doing any other activity like homework or anything like that. It's yeah. you gotta break it up. You can't. You should well. You can't just slave over the computer or the notebook or whatever you write on. Yes. <laughs> All the time. I mean, there's a point where it's where it can get uh, a little much. crazy. <laughs> and I think my first my also main advice about the writing process would be to just write. It doesn't have to be a pretty first draft. Mm -hmm. Um, people are obsessed often with perfecting their first drafts. There's no point, because no matter what, when you go back through it, there's going to be stuff you're like, ugh, that's got to go. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm working on this chapter right now in Dreams that I've been working on for, like, a month. I'm not kidding. It's literally a 7,000-word chapter. It's 7,000 <laughs> words. That's so long. I know, and I'm like, I'm sitting there going, I know parts of this are going to have to go. Like, I, even as I write it, but the thing is, I feel like at this point, a lot of what I'm writing is so needed for background in the story, for characterization. The book's also going to be 800 pages, so I mean, maybe in the long run, 7,000 words isn't going to kill me. But I think, just know that this is a first draft, that this is kind of you basically puking out everything you want to write, and 
just that you can clean it up later because drafting mm-hmm. is just that's what this is drafting is so important mm-hmm. a rough draft isn't meant to be pretty that's true and yes and i think from there i mean that's kind of what you do during your first draft i think mean, you're just trying to getting your ideas out there um the next part is um the dreaded revisions mm-hmm. the next part of the writing process is the dreaded 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 revisions i hate it there's no writer that likes revisions, I promise. Yeah. I have not met one. I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to re-looking over my stories and rereading them, because I haven't looked at them since I wrote my first draft. Mm-hmm. Well, second draft for one of my books, but anywho. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might be kind of fun, but then it's like extra work, and it, then you got to perfect it. It's also, it gets tedious after a while. Mm, yeah, I'm sure. And depending- it's like looking over a research paper a million times. And the thing is, also, um, sometimes if a book is long enough, you're just kind of um, done. Mm-hmm. And if you have an idea that's just, like, waiting to be written, you're just like, oh, I have to finish this. Like a research paper. That's yeah. why I was struggling with the online. <laughs> but, um, prior to my cur- 